Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the show with Dr. Kilt uh, this morning. We sure had a good time. A carnivore guy. And uh, now we're going to dig into the work and the life of Dr. Al Dannenberg. Dentist. Been a dentist for 44 years. And he is doing some very interesting things with his patients and himself. He's got some challenges going on that he's working through, as we all do. And we are live here. It is noon central time on the 2nd of August, 2022. My name is Patrick Timpone. Remember, we have probably 4,000 audio files on our website, oneradionetwork.com. Use our search function, and you can put in people's names or different things like thyroid or cancer or liver or whatever, and you'll come up with all kinds of shows that we've done over the last 15 years since doing this show when we started in early 2008. Also, lots of things on money, as well with Andrew Goss shows and the real world of money. Also, our videos are on BitChute, and uh, you can go up there and subscribe and if you like to watch the video thing. Dr. Al Dannenberg, as I said, he's here. He's been a dentist, a periodontist for 44 years. Uh, he's worked with uh, all kinds of people uh, interested in the gut and the microbiome in 2017. He wrote a book called Crazy Good Living. We'll find out what that's about. Functional medicine. And he's a certified primal health coach. We'll certainly find out what that is. Good good afternoon, Dr. Dannenberg. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Sure, sure. So you were diagnosed with some strain kind of cancer thing. What, uh, what, what year was that when they said you had this? Yeah, so right now I'm 75 years old. So uh -huh. when I was 71 in 2018, specifically September 2018, at that moment I was doing amazingly well. I was extremely healthy. I was eating a paleo lifestyle diet, uh, living a paleo lifestyle, extremely um, fit for my, for my age and where I was. I was incorporating the concepts of nutrition along with my cutting edge laser periodontal therapy. And I was treating patients and lecturing around the country and writing articles and books. And, and um, all of a sudden, I started to develop some soreness in my right shoulder. Hmm. Uh, when I was traveling and I was carrying my bags, I would put them on my right shoulder and it started to get sore. That's kind of unusual. The, the most interesting thing was the soreness didn't go away. That was April of 2018. And the soreness went from my shoulder to my back to the, my sternum. And it was even difficult breathing um, at that moment. So I finally decided it's time to see my doc. And so I went to my medical doctor, whom I have been close and worked um, you know, medically for over 35 years. And this was September 2018. And he looked at me and I thought I had some kind of a strange torn ligament mm -hmm. or whatever. And he sure. did some blood work. The blood work came back normal. One test he did was called a C-reactive protein, which looks for um, systemic inflammation. Usually 
that r reading of that particular biochemistry or blood test was 0 0.5 at this time it was over 5.0 extremely high telling me something was wrong he ordered an MRI and we got the results back and his differential diagnosis was either lymphoma leukemia or multiple myeloma oh wow these are three cancers that's pretty here i am good ones too 71 right. yeah. years old thinking i'm the senior poster boy for health and i have cancer can you imagine the emotional blow hearing that from him so he referred me to an oncologist whom i'm uh, I had not met yet, but he still is my oncologist. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing guy, conventional medicine oncologist. So I, I went to him. We did a whole bunch of other tests, and he comes up with a diagnosis called IgA, kappa light chain multiple myeloma, with innumerable bone lesions throughout my skeleton. Hmm. So that means basically a form of multiple myeloma, which is a bone marrow cancer, with holes in my skeleton that are a result of this cancer. And this is what caused my pain. Hmm. Literally, I was having pathological fractures, meaning that my bones could break easily at any time. And what I had was actually a vertebral compression fracture, several broken ribs, and a hairline fracture in my spine i mean oh my god right <laughs> i mean what's so up with that he right. yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> he tells me this is an incurable form of uh cancer and that if i do nothing i have three to six months to live <laughs> so he immediately wants me to do chemotherapy uh literally the next day right. and i'm asking him my wife and my adult children are in the room and I'm asking him, try, trying to ask him intelligent questions and I'm saying, well, well, if this cancer is incurable, why would I put myself through chemo? Because it's gonna destroy my immune system which is probably very damaged because of this malignancy. Yes, sir. And I only have three to six months to live. Quality of life means much more to me than than anything and why do this well he said that if you were on chemo you would be able to go into remission and you would have longer to live and I said that well if that's the case and it's incurable what's going to happen and he says well you'll go into remission things will be better for a while and then it won't work any longer you'll get the disease again and then we'll have to use more caustic drugs to get you into remission again and I was not a good candidate for stem cell therapy. And over time, the chemo would not work at all. And I would eventually die from the manifestations or the, or the results of multiple myeloma. I might have extended years, but the quality of my life would literally go downhill rapidly yes, as time went on. I understand. Yes, sir. That made so no sense to me. All right. So I rejected chemo, and I began to do a bunch of investigation to figure out what I could do to improve my immune system to help fight this 
incurable bone marrow cancer as best as I could so that I could maintain a quality of life. And I did that, and I did that very well. So from that September of 2018 to about August of 2019, I did amazingly well. Hmm. I never went into remission. It never got worse, but it never got better. But I was feeling good. I was feeling very well, and I did the things I wanted to do. I knew that my bones were fragile, but I didn't really understand it as well as I should have. So in August of 2019, a year or so after my diagnosis, I'm standing in my bathroom, brushing and flossing my teeth, which I should know how to do pretty well, I guess, because I'm a periodontist. You've been a dentist for 44 years. All right. You should I know should how to know. do that. <laughs> so, so I finish with my floss, and my trash can in the bathroom is to my left. So I twist about 90 degrees to my left to throw the dental floss away. And as I twist, my right femur snaps in half, and I crash to the floor. Femur, where is that? Is, it in the, is that in my, the leg? My leg. Okay. My ma- major bone in my leg, wow. my thigh. And I crash to the floor because all of a sudden the leg's not there. And I break several more ribs, and I also break my right humerus, where my biceps are in my right arm, <laughs> in half. So I am laying on the floor with these huge broken bones, at least I think they are, and they are broken, screaming, my wife comes in, and obviously there's a lot of emotion here, but she calls the emergency service, an ambulance comes, eventually gets me out, and gets me to the hospital. Now I know in my own personal experience in my, in my practice, when an older person like me, I'm 72 years old now at that time, an older person like me, when they fracture a hip, it doesn't take very much longer before they die. Things just don't go well after they that. They generally lay, lay up, can put a, they put them horizontal and stay that way. They just have a hard time getting yeah, out of that, I mean, right? It's, it's, it happens yeah, all the time. It, it happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. You become extremely debilitated and hmm. things just happen medically. So I am thinking... I've lived much longer than my three to six months. I think I'm ready to die, and I really want to die. I, I, I just don't want to live with such so that my artery, my femoral artery, doesn't bleed out, and they don't do anything to my arm or my ribs, and I'm placed into a hospice hospital wow. to die. Wow. So this is now the end of August 2019. Interestingly, if you want to keep hearing this story. Sure, I love this story. Go interesting, ahead. Yeah. Interestingly, there is a hurricane that's called Hurricane Dorian that is approaching Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and it is predicted to strike where the hospice hospital is. This hurricane is moving at only one or two miles an hour, with 187 mile per hour winds. So they don't know where to send me. My wife is an RN. She arranges to get a hospital bed into my home <clears throat> and they transfer me to my home. I'm still under hospice, but I'm now in a, my home environment. So the hurricane comes and goes and my wife gives me a whole bunch of tough love. She's actually been my pillar and of strength throughout this journey. And she basically says, look, 
you have been a survivor. You're not a victim. You've done these unconventional cancer protocols. Look how well you've done until this little damaged accident. Mm -hmm. Let's get you back on the unconventional protocols. Let me get a physical therapist into the house. Let me see what we can do to help you to get better. Get back on your feet. Get the physical therapist. Yeah, move around. Because I'm literally laying on a hospital bed and I'm not moving at all. I have a catheter. I mean, it's terrible. Life is terrible. Bedpan. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is no way to live. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, amazing. So my physical therapist actually gets me to sit up in bed. He gets this catheter out of me. I start walking with a walker and I actually start to do better. I revive. So I revoke hospice and the next month, October 2019, I go to see my oncologist again, who is amazed I'm still alive. (laughs) So obviously he's happy, I'm happy. And we have more conversation. I get started with some other things, but I am doing quite well. And by May of 2020, I have a new PET scan, which is a x-ray that it, it evaluates for um, cancer. Mm-hmm. And it is negative. Now, a negative PET scan doesn't mean that you don't have cancer. It just doesn't see small cancer. It only can look at moderate to large clumps of cancer. But it's the first negative PET scan I had. And again, I'm feeling fantastic. And again, no chemotherapy. And the bones have been healing then since then? Well, the bones Mm. were healing Mm -hmm. a little. But you see, that's the big problem. And that is, that's going to linger the fact that my bones are very, very fragile. So I've done very well until in 2021, I developed COVID. And COVID really weakened my body. Although I didn't have to go to the hospital, my immune system was strong enough to fight it, but it weakened my body and it caused my immune system to try to produce antibodies. Well, my immune system is, my cancer is a cancer of plasma cells, which is part of this um, antibody production. So they were producing antibodies that were not functional and I got so many antibodies produced that started to damage my bones further i had more bone fractures Hmm. so right now i am recuperating from a whole bunch of new bone fractures in my ribs and um back on my cancer protocols and i am going to continue to thrive despite the fact that all the oncologists and all the medical people that i've seen suggest that this is incurable and i'm going to die soon sure i don't know Soon might be another 30 years. I don't sure. know. And you've been around long enough, Doc, to know that, you know, the medical establishment and they're taught that this stuff is not curable. But in my opinion, for what it's worth, they don't understand how the body works. They just don't. You know, they, no, they don't. They and don't. unfortunately, they don't. They act as if they did. And the biggest problem is they prescribe medications that are supposed to treat certain manifestations of diseases, but they actually create many, many um, abnormalities in other medical or biological pathways of the body, creating some severe side effects. Yes, sir. 
So that's, that is a significant issue and a significant problem. Yes, sir. Our body is designed to heal. And um, the mentality and attitude that we have has a lot to do with our ability to heal. But also, we need to support our immune system and do it in a way that we're not putting anything in our bodies hmm. that our bodies reject or don't need or interfere hmm. with the efficiency or robustness of this immune system. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I, I hear you saying, Dr. Dannenberg, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what we don't put in is just as important as what, what we are putting in to support the immune system, right? Absolutely, hmm. absolutely. And one of the biggest problems in the, in the let's say, the supplement world today yes, is that many, many companies, and there are so many companies promoting um, immune-supporting supplements, most, most of these companies will look at the elements that may be weakened in the body and they want to use synthetic supplements to re replenish them, right. yet they're not looking at the things that have actually been entered into our body that are damaging. If you look at a bottle of supplements, for example, most of them, if you look at the section under the nutritional information, have other ingredients. And these other ingredients are a variety of chemicals like preservatives and, mm -hmm. and emulsifiers and many, many other chemicals that actually have been proven to damage the gut. Well, the gut is where everything starts. The gut microbiome is a critical critical factor in our overall health and when the gut microbiome is unhealthy it's unbalanced which is called gut dysbiosis and it damages the epithelial barrier of the gut um, which is only one cell layer thick anyhow and you get damaged and toxic elements leaking into the bloodstream which is called a leaky gut that sets up all types of potential chronic diseases in all types and all forms of our organ systems, including our mouth. Hmm. And this is where cancer can actually start or where cancer certainly can be enhanced and grow further, gut is unhealthy. So interesting you mentioned to make this. sure we put the right yeah. things in our body and not put anything that's irritating to the gut. We spent a couple of hours this morning with the Dr. Robert Kiltz. Do you know of him? No, I don't. He was talking about the colon and this, this uh, he's got this fancy word for it. And he suggests that a more animal-based diet is much better for this not leaky gut thing going on than vegetable, vegetables and fruit and stuff and sugar. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Wow. I am on an animal-based diet. As a matter of fact, I just wrote a book that's going to be published in maybe two weeks. Cool called eat as if your life depends on it and it is an animal-based diet hmm. now an animal-based diet is very interesting some people think of an animal-based diet or a carnivore diet where people eat um, steak and eggs and that's it and that's not an animal-based diet or I mean, you may call it that but it's not a healthy animal-based diet you need to eat ruminant animal meats like cattle you know beef and, sh and um, lamb but you also need to eat the organs. Yes, you need sir. to eat the animal fat, the collagen, the bone marrow. All of this is critical for the nutrients to be balanced. But he is absolutely correct if, if that's what I, he was saying. Yes, sir. That an animal-based diet 
Number one, our bodies are designed to absorb these bioavailable nutrients in an animal-based diet better than anything else. We have evolved for two and a half million years eating primarily an animal-based diet. And um, there are some other elements that you can include, like maybe some raw honey, maybe some fruit, but basically nuts and seeds and vegetables uh, are not part of an animal-based diet. They're not healthy. They provide new, uh, anti-nutrients or chemicals that are very damaging to the gut microbiome, whereas the animal-based diet only enhances it. Fascinating. I've been looking into this not for long, just a few months. And the more I look into it with the um, oxalates and the vegetables and the, it's and the people I've been interviewing, like the Dr. Chafee and Dr. Kiltz and and other people and Sally K. Norton on the oxalates. It's, oh, absolutely. And you know her. Absolutely. It's like, yes. wait a minute. All, we've spent our lifetime eating these plants that are that are just not good for us. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, whoa. Correct. Wow. And wow. that plant-based world is growing by leaps and bounds. And all of these foods that have potential good nutrients, yeah, it, but they're not bioavailable, so they don't get into our body. What do you mean? Let, let me pick that apart for a minute. Bioavailable. So you have a spinach or kale or something. You cook it or raw. I guess cooking is the best if you're going to eat it. What do you mean it's not bioavailable, Dr. Uh, right. uh, so Dr. Danaberg? Right, so nutrients, let's say in spinach, there are many nutrients that theoretically are there for us to use. But other chemicals, spinach is extremely high in oxalates. So oxalates bind to these minerals and nutrients and literally get washed out when we go to the bathroom. They never get into our blood system um, through the natural methods of uh, how nutrients literally flow from the gut into the circulatory system. Wow. So that means they're not available biologically, meaning they're not bioavailable. So they're there chemically, but the body doesn't know how to fix the binding or break the binding of these nutrients to the other chemicals or anti-nutrients in the food and we don't utilize them. So the nutrients are important, but they have to be absorbed. And if the body doesn't absorb them correctly, they're worthless. And the body doesn't absorb them in your opinion and research because we just weren't meant to eat them? He froze up, I think. Correct, that, yeah. we don't have the enzymes. Hmm. We, we don't have the enzymes from our DNA to literally break down certain chemicals or or anti-nutrients from other foods and those nutrients just cannot be absorbed. We 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 are we have this DNA that we have evolved with through two and a half million years of evolution. And the DNA changes but very very slowly or mutates very slowly. It never has mutated to the point where we are creating the enzymes that are necessary to break down some of these artificially pro processed and produced foods or the chemicals that are in some of these plants. Hmm. It's just not something the human species has ever evolved to do. 
Now, you can buy supplements that have synthetic enzymes to break down certain things, but we are doing, you're introducing all kinds of new chemicals in the body that the body is not designed to use. <laughs> so why not just eat the foods we're designed to eat, which are extremely bioavailable, meaning they're literally absorbed instantly, <laughs> and all the nutrients that are that, that our body needs are in an animal-based diet. If it's if the animals are fed correctly, I mean everything has to be correct. Sure, but sure. if you do an animal-based diet from nose to tail, um, you are eating the healthiest way humans have been designed to thrive through our entire evolutionary period. So these cows and pigs, bison, um, nose to tail, where you're doing the organs and the fat. You're, you're saying that they have all the nutrients that we need and we can get rid of all the vegetables if we want to, maybe all the fruit, and not miss out on anything. Almost absolutely correct. Almost? Or so I, yeah. Would you so put need, your disclaimer? To, yeah, I need to tell you some of the things that you, just, you need to have. You need to be in the sun. You need to have good sun exposure to create the vitamin D from the skin of your of your body that is uh, um, stimulated by the sun rays. Yes, sir. that is important. You also you also have to have water to drink that is replete with trace minerals. A lot of our primal ancestors, when they drank water, it was loaded with trace minerals. Did I freeze or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. You're. I, I think your internet's a little bit spotty right now, but it's going to work. I think. Just keep going. So you're talking about to get that, you'd have to do spring water, real good spring water, well, right? Absolutely. Right. Spring water is ideal. That's the best. It has trace minerals, and that that's a source for your mineral content. So your your body needs and requires healthy water healthy sun exposure, and other things like um, good sleep, good exercise, all of these elements need to be in place. Yeah, sir. Do you, have you come across any supplementation in the form of minerals for people that do reverse osmosis or other waters that you feel are safe and effective to add those necessary minerals? Yeah, there are some products. I can't remember the brand names, but I know there are some products on the market that use um, basically waters that are prehistoric, waters that have actually um, hmm. created crystals that they can uh, make supplements of so that a bunch of trace minerals like Himalayan salt has tr trace minerals. Redmond salt has a bunch of trace minerals. Mm -hmm. These are natural deposits of um, salts from riverbeds that have since been uh, yes, dried sir. up and then right. re residual many, salts are many, many people talk about the Redmond. So you think it's a good product and you could take that with your meat or in your water if you want and you're going to get what you yeah, need? absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, either Himalayan salt or Redmond salt, great salt to season food with. And that's one of the only seasonings I use when I am cooking anyhow. Uh-huh. Do you um, do you find the need on a more carnivore diet, if you're doing like a ribeye or something, to add 
extra fat like butter or even get extra fat from the butcher, do you think that's advisable rather than just getting the meat from the steak? You are absolutely correct. Also, it's important to have a high-fat, moderate-protein um, uh, ratio. Mm. So I do add butter and or ghee when I'm cooking my steaks or when I'm making ground beef or ground lamb. We, we add extra butter or ghee to the, the, the food to give it extra fat. Um, that's a great way to increase your grams of fat to grams of protein as a ratio. Do you think uh, this diet that you've been on since the whole cancer thing it has been significant in your healing and still being around? And you look, sound great. It's not like you're going to leave anytime soon, I don't think. <laughs> I think it is a critical element. Let oh. me just mention to you that there is a clinic in Budapest, Hungary hmm. called the Paleo Medicina Clinic. Hmm. The Paleo Medicina Clinic has been in existence since 2011. Hmm. They've treated probably over 6,000 patients up to this point. They only treat chronic diseases and many different forms of cancer. Their patients are put on a strict animal-based diet, which they call the Paleolithic Ketogenic Diet. They do not take any supplements, hmm. and they do not use any prescription medical drugs. Wow. Now, those patients, they report in case reports, case studies in various journals, they report some of their successes, and their successes are amazing. The most recent success story I read from the Paleomedicina Clinic was an individual, I think he was 52 years old, who had glioblastoma. And he went to a conventional oncologist and you know, glioblastoma, this brain cancer, has a high mor mortality rate. Yes, sir. Um, so, so he had surgery, he had radiation and chemo. His cancer went into remission for a few months and then it came back. And his doctors wanted to, him to go through the same regimen again he did not, and he went to the, Buda, the Budapest um, Clinic, the Paleomedicina Clinic. They put him on this animal-based diet, no supplements, no medic medications, and he now is over four years hmm. in remission wow. because of this healthy style of living. Wow. Now, there are patients, obviously, that still die, and they are on this regimen. It's not a cure but it is as close to a cure as I can think of without introducing any irritants to the body. And it's allowing the body to heal by itself by giving it the proper nutrients that are obviously in an animal-based, nose-to-tail way of eating. Fascinating. Um, we'll do a break and then we'll come back. I want to dig into this idea of cancer causes, which I think you obviously have looked into very critically. Can you just hold on for a second, Doc, and we'll be back. Absolutely. About right back with you. Doctor, what do you think? Dr. Al Dannenberg, he's a nutritional periodontist, and uh, good stuff. If you'd like to join the show, you can uh, try calling. I think, the yeah, the phone line's working. 888 Email patrick at one 
radionetwork.com. We've come a lot. You can imagine I've been doing talk radio for, I don't know, 50 years, 55 years now. Um, and you can imagine the, the contraptions and the stuff that people have sent me saying, you should try this because I, I think this will work for you. <laughs> they do that a lot. And it's been great. And I tried a lot of stuff. I believe that this technology we're going to tell you about, and Dr. Thomas Levy is going to give you his opinion on um, oxidative stress and the causes of disease, which I think is, is key. And I think he's on to something with molecular hydrogen. And you can go to molecularhydrogeninstitute.org, look at the work that's being done mostly in China and Japan, putting people on molecular hydrogen, breathing the gas, drinking the water, and doing some pretty miraculous things with getting folks to heal, help their body to heal from uh, strokes and stuff like that, crazy stuff. And it's not killing anything, it's just a food. Molecular hydrogen is just a food, doesn't gotta kill anything. But we think it's an incredible technology. I've been breathing the gas, drinking the water for three years now as of this month, and uh, I do it all the time. I just do it all the time. So here's a little plug for that. You might want to get interested in it, and you get a 20% discount if you want to order it. Previously, with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy, he argues because the literature shows that oxidation is the cause of disease. But the whole point is... The location, the concentration, the duration, the distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease. Oxidation is disease. Is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's the fountain of youth. It's a pushing the amount of ailments. In fact, in typical studies, and they have over a typical studies now, they're showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form. Okay, I'm sold. And I was able to get one a couple of months ago. Thank well, that's about three years old, a couple of months ago. Well, you know me, I'm just an Italian Scorpio trying to do the thing, and I don't, you know, re-record these commercials a lot. Probably should, but, you know, I just do what I can. Um, uh, if you'd like to try this, there's a promo code of one radio with a 20% discount on this machine. It's a lifetime warranty a one-year, no-questions-asked, money-back warranty. You think he trusts his unit? One year, 10 months, you try it, 10 months later, you say, I don't want it. He'll give you money back. Lifetime warranty. He's a good guy. I know George, and this is a great technology. There's safety features on this as well. Hydrogen is a very powerful molecule. They used to make hydrogen bombs and hydrogen, you know, 
vehicles, and I think hydrogen is going to be the up-and-comer for the new technology rather than solar, but that's my opinion, and it's much more, uh, well, I won't get into it. But anyway, check it out. If you'd like to get one, it's hydrogen, mm, the Aquacure machine, promo code One Radio on OneRadioNetwork.com, 20% off. One of the things that I do every day of my life, other than go to sleep and talk to God, is to get in my relaxed far infrared sauna every day before bed. I do the sauna, uh, get my little electrolytes going, very simply just to make sure everything's happy, and then I get into a cold shower and go to bed. I think sweating is an incredible thing to detoxify these toxins that we breathe in, that we get in with the food, which in my opinion, one of the major causes of disease are just toxins. And as long as we keep detoxing, I don't think we'll get sick. I just, I don't, you know, this is my opinion. What do I know? Check it out. If you'd like to get a um, a, um, a uh, sauna, I'll figure out what I'm talking about. If you'd like to get a sauna, just email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. They're $1,295. Tax title license delivered in the lower 48. We shipped them all over the world. We shipped one to Italy last week, a couple weeks ago, into Canada, lots to Canada. Canada's about $200 more. So if you live in Canada, just email me, tell me where you live, the city and zip code, and I'll give you the exact cost, but it's about $200. So about $14.95 delivered to Canada. And as I say, if you live in Australia, China, every and we ship them all over, they will come with the proper plug and voltage for where you live. So this is a great detoxification thing. Lots of evidence that being in a sauna every day is very, very good for the entire uh, heart system, the whole, you know, the whole thing. You can go on our website, look at uh, videos from uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who studied this, and the more you're in a sauna, the more Mr. Heart is happy. Interesting, isn't it? It's a very good thing to do, and we have what we think is a great one. You can see the picture here. It's a it's a personal one. You just sit in it. Your head is out there. Very low EMFs. Wonderful unit. Very quiet. And you put a timer on. If you fall asleep, you won't roast yourself, and you rock and roll. Just email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com, and we'll hook you up. And I think you'll like this a lot. I think you'll like it a lot. Uh, Patrick at one radionetwork.com and I'll hook you up with the best price. And if I press the right button, this may work. Here it is. Here it is. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com We're having a nice conversation with Dr. Al Dannenberg. Doctor, thanks for coming on the show. Really well, thank you so much, but can I interject one thing? Whatever you, you want. Just talking Whatever you want. About molecular hydrogen. It is an amazing technology or research. It's got over 15 years of clinical studies. It is part of my protocols. I use molecular hydrogen in high concentration. I use it in water. There are great studies with all kinds of diseases, like some of the doctors that were on your um, commercial that, that were speaking. Without a doubt, it is the best discriminating 
antioxidant um, around, and it is all biologically normal. Our body uses hydrogen for almost every metabolic pathway. Um, there is interesting research for cancer patients with molecular hydrogen. It's not as um, robust research as there are other uh, with other chronic diseases, but there is a very strong indication that it can be beneficial, so I use it. You know, cancer hmm. is a disease of metabolic dysfunction and mitochondrial dysfunction. And molecular hydrogen has the ability to improve the mitochondrial functioning by neutralizing the, these reactive oxygen species that are creating oxidative stress that are damaging those individual cells. So I do use it. I use it regularly. I've written several papers about it on my blog. Hmm. Um, I've been using it for several months now. Unfortunately, I didn't learn about it until recently, but I am using it on a daily basis. So oh, thanks for that. Kudos to, yeah. kudos to hmm. all the people that spoke about molecular hydrogen. Hmm. I am totally in agreement with that. Well, thank you Absolutely. for that. I, and excited. So you just recently discovered it. It's not like you've been doing yeah, it for a while. I would say several months ago. Yeah, several yeah. months ago. Mm -hmm. You know, Doc, I've been breathing it for three years and drinking the water, and I'm incredibly, God bless, you know, knock on wood, healthy and I don't know what it does, but I feel great. And so I just keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know. Well, you know, the interesting thing about molecular hydrogen is if you were an unbelievably healthy person with nothing going wrong in your body and you were drinking molecular hydrogen, it would do nothing for you because there's nothing out of whack. Ah. But if you are ill, chronically ill, metabolically ill, it will do what it's supposed to do, and that is help to bring back homeostasis. It will help remove these excessive unhealthy free radicals. It is also a strong anti-inflammatory. These, these are two very critical elements or critical situations that you need to control. That is free radicals that are damaging and infl inflammation, and they and molecular hydrogen decreases both of them in a biologically perfect world. It does not create side effects. It's not like yeah. you get a prescription from the doctor and that medicine will cause 25 different side effects that are not healthy. Mm. This is not going to damage anything. It's only going to help your body. Well, maybe I, don't, maybe I don't need to do it every day if what you say is true, but isn't it kind of cleaning things up as I go as we collect oxidative stress and radicals yeah, along the course. way. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying yeah. that if you were the perfect healthy person, you could take it, but it wouldn't harm you. No, it's not it going to harm you. I see. It's not going to harm you. There's me. nothing else of course. to harm you. Right. So how do you think, you know, you know I'm sure you looked at this with uh, your time sitting there with your bones healing. How, uh, what do you, how do you think you created this cancer? five, six years ah, ago. I want to hear you. you. I want to hear you say, tell me what you got. Let me tell you this. So, you okay. know, I was eating very healthy for the last six years of my practice. So I stopped practicing in 2018 when I had the diagnosis because huh. I couldn't physically practice any longer. But six years prior to that, 
I started eating this paleo diet and lifestyle, and I was very healthy. I could not imagine how this healthy person, myself, could develop cancer. This is, I mean, this goes contrary to everything I I understood. Yes, sir. So I'm kind of geeky, and I needed to do some research, and I found (laughs) a medical paper, peer-reviewed published paper, that was, I think, published in 2011, something like that. And that paper was an observational study, and it looked at the male population um, with my age group mm-hmm. compared to male dentists of my age group. Wow. And it looked at cancer, the prevalence of cancer, and it seemed like dentists that were in my age group had a significantly higher prevalence of cancer than the general male population of my age group. Interesting. And specifically, it was multiple myeloma. The question was, why? Why? Now, the paper didn't go into that. It just was the observational fact. So when I'm thinking to myself, what (laughs) was happening to me in dental school that was so different that could cause a problem to manifest four or five decades later. Hmm. And my thoughts were two things. I was exposed to low-dose ionizing radiation continuously. Those are dental x-rays. In the clinic where I was training, we had dental x-rays throughout the clinic. There were 120 people in in the class and every four people shared an x-ray machine, so there were lots of x-ray machines that were going on and off all the time. And you wouldn't know that, it's just a little green button that turns red or a red button that turns green. It doesn't make any noise, it doesn't cause any odor, you just don't know it. And in those days, this is the latter 1960s, Mm -hmm. very, very early 1970 timeframe, we were not we were not very concerned. We we had badges to wear to see if we had over-radiated ourselves, but most people didn't wear them. I never wore them, and I never knew. I'm thinking that could have caused one plasma cell in my body to mutate, become malignant, not die, not, and the immune system didn't work its magical wonders, and that malignant plasma cell went on to recreate new malignant plasma cells until four decades later. The other thing that caused my cancer, and the other thing that was contributory, I think, was that we were using free mercury to make amalgams, dental fillings, in teeth. And we were literally playing with free mercury in our hands, just like kids were playing with Play-Doh days gone by and this free mercury is highly toxic the fumes were highly toxic the fact that we were playing with it in our hands certainly could be absorbed by our skin and we even threw the excess mercury on the floor looked at little beads that danced around the floor and eventually disappeared and became volatile and it was in the air it was Every dental school had probably more toxic air than any other building in the United States. Really? Wow. So I think yeah. that it's possible that the free mercury and or the 
ionizing radiation, low-dose ionizing radiation, created one plasma cell in my body. It only takes one to go haywire and not be killed off and continue to multiply until it has billions of cells that are malignant and manifest in my disease. So that's your current theory on how I this... I think yeah. that's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. I can't prove it, but I can no, tell you interesting. that I think it's very clear. I go to one of the best dentists in the world, Dr. Stuart Nunley in Marble Falls, and you know sure. he, he takes out mercury, and boy, they go... You know, you know the extent they go to to get rid of this stuff with uh, fans Absolutely. and uh, rubber dams and all kinds of things. You know, they're really careful because it's... And he went through it too. He went through a whole mercury thing that Dr. Hal Huggins helped him get back on track right. years ago. Yeah, Correct. Remember Dr. Huggins? What a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So that would be an argument too for our listeners to just just do as few x-rays as you can. Just really be careful. Well, not... No? no? You know, dental x-rays give you very, very little radiation. Oh, I mean, they? if you had a, That's a cone beam. series of yeah. x-rays... If you had a full mouth series of x-rays of every tooth in your mouth, it would be about the same radiation that you would be getting if you were in an airplane for about six or seven hours. Oh, really? So, oh, well. Approximately. So yeah. it's, not, it's not that much. Now, of course, there is no reason to have radiation exposure because it's cumulative. Yeah. So, I mean, whenever you go to the dentist and they just whip out the x-ray machine, and they always want to take x-rays. But if you always have a healthy mouth, no dental decay, no periodontal disease, you don't need to have that many frequent x-rays. You need to have a baseline of x-rays so that the dentist and you know where you stand in the beginning. But if everything is healthy, you're eating a healthy diet, you're not prone to tooth decay, you're not prone to gum disease, then you don't have to have x-rays Every six months. Yes, that sir. certainly is not necessary. Dr. Danberg, do you think that your pre-paleo diet could have been uh, participating in the nutritional de deficiencies with your bones? Not of course. Yeah. Because I ate a standard American diet. Mm. I was eating all the junk that those, the, the far majority of the Americans eat. I was eating all the unhealthy fats like linoleic acid, which is significantly um, a problem in our in our diets today, certainly, these are vegetable oils, and and that could certainly have contributed to the other toxic load that I experienced when I was in dental school, encouraging this disease to um, uh, grow. Now, when I started the paleo diet, I probably caused some of this malignancy to maybe... Uh, calmed down a little bit because I hadn't been diagnosed yet. Mm -hmm. And maybe it it took that many more years for it to manifest because it was already there, but my diet helped to keep it under tow. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is that I have it, and I know kind of what maybe caused it, but now I know for sure that um, a strong immune system is critical to if any way to fight it this is the way to fight it with any with any chronic disease sure uh, dr danberg uh for our listeners what do you think generally people do unknowingly that are the major causes for their immune system to just not
do what it's supposed to do? Well, certainly, very specifically, the diet is an unhealthy diet. And the gut microbiome, the garden of bacteria in the gut, is not healthy and you have pathogenic bacteria that are overgrowing, causing problems. And that is all related to not just the foods that you're eating, but the chemicals that are in the foods and other things like emotional stress, poor sleep habits, um, over-exercising, under-exercising. Hmm. These factors significantly contribute to an unhealthy gut, which in, in turn damages the immune system. And we're given so much junk to take because people think that these products are healthy, like I said, with many different supplements that have chemicals that are damaging to the gut. Uh, it can accumulate to the point where you develop leaky gut and create more systemic inflammation. Yeah. And all of that weakens the immune system. A lot of times, people have gum disease and tooth decay or damage in the jawbone that they're not even aware of that is an tremendous irritant that stimulates more systemic inflammation and can damage the gut right and and you know it's a two-way street the gut influences the mouth and the mouth influences the gut yeah but there are these are factors that contribute to an unhealthy system that weakens the immune system so you're 44 years periodontist and we get emails pretty regularly about uh you know receding gums i mean we get those a lot and some sure. people contend that it's actually the bones that are that are falling away and that's why oh what's what are the main causes is it just a nutritional thing at the very no, core so when, when you have receding gums several factors could be at play hmm. generally the gum that recedes is the gum that is uh facing the cheeks so that the gum, the bone structure of the jaw is extremely thin in that area. So if the bone is extremely thin and the gum is healthy, it can never recede. If the bone breaks down because of, let's say, poor orthodontics, when they, an orthodontist who's a dental specialist that moves teeth around, if the teeth are damaged because of poor orthodontics and the bone breaks down, the gum doesn't have a scaffolding to hold it in place and it can recede. Hmm. Sometimes you may be born without this very thin layer of bone on the facial or the che uh, cheek sides of the teeth and the gum just is kind of stuck there. And if you brush too hard, then it might irritate the gum. No bone is there to help it to support it and it can recede. Also, if you have gum disease, periodontal disease that is under the gum tissue, it can melt, the infection can melt the bone away. And once the bone melts away, again, the gum doesn't have support and it can recede. Hmm. So those are the different reasons why the gum could recede. But if the bone is there and it is healthy, even if you scrub the gum, you'll never get the gum to recede until the bone breaks down. And then the bone dissolving or so must just be an imbalance in minerals, nutrients in some way. 
Well, generally, it would be some factor that is causing what's called osteoclasts. These are cells that literally eat up the bone yeah. to do this dissolving um, method. And, of course, minerals are involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how much, in your opinion, do you feel the emotional, spiritual trauma is involved with this thing we call cancer? Amazingly strong. Mm. Mm. Amazingly strong. Mm. I think that it, it is probably one of the most important causal factors to all chronic diseases mm. that is not understood by almost everybody. Wow. There are many studies that if you dive into, you can find that this emotional stress that is involved with whatever it is, whatever you're, you're stressed by emotionally, those studies show that it definitely damages the gut microbiome, hmm. which in turn creates all kinds of um, uh, manifestations of disease. If you are spiritually and emotionally strong and you have the will to live and the will to heal that is a very strong causal element for health there are many stories where people that have the the attitude the spirituality the belief in a superior being that 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 do extremely well because m medically chemically in the body it is stimulating healing molecules for the body yes wow. so i so i believe in in strongly in spirituality and certainly emotional stresses that are involved in causing cancer as well as other chronic diseases as you look back to were there any specific traumatic things that were going on a few years before you were diagnosed no, I mean, everybody has their traumas, sure. right? Yeah, we so, all have I mean, our stress. I, I've gone through, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're as old as I am, like like, like um, seven plus decades old, you, you have experienced some ups and downs emotionally, sure. you know, financially, emotionally, um, uh, your, your, your professional life, everything um, has its ups and, ups and downs. I have never been a person to hold grudges. I mean, I've had some terrible things going on with me like everybody else, but hmm. I've never held on to grudges. I have a lot of friends um, that never forgive and they have a grudge for all time. Um, I think that they are damaging their bodies because of that. Yeah, sir. So I can't tell you that there is any it, there is any factor in my life that was so traumatic that I hung on to it and it affected my body. Hmm. Now, there may be, but I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, you don't know. So, you're, you have the one book is called, uh, it's your first book in 2017. What's the hell? Crazy Good Living. So, you, you're going to about to publish another book soon? Yes, it's coming out in a week or two. It's oh. called Eat, 
as if your life depends on it. I like that title. It's, it's a it's good a, title. Thank you. It's a short book, mm -hmm. but it talks about the blend of keto, paleo, and carnivore as being the ideal way of eating for our species to thrive and to heal. And that's what it's all about. And it... Um, hmm. It's, it's my legacy, I guess you would say. Sure. It's my story. It's what I've learned from years before my cancer, but certainly during my cancer journey, I've learned so much more, and I've tried to put it together in something very practical. I think that um, it's an exciting book because several people uh, that I have a lot of faith in that are in the world of uh, health, animal-based health, I've actually written forewords and other testimonials to the book, which is great. It's, it's a great thing oh, for well, me. Oh, we should have you back on when you, the book comes and talk about it. I'd love to. Let's do it. And so it's called Eat As If Your Life Depended On It? Eat As If Your Life Depends D On Depends it. On It. And will it be available at all the usual suspects like Amazon? I would guess. I mm. mean, it's going to be uh, on Amazon. It's mm. going to be an ebook and paperback initially mm -hmm. then it's going to become an audible book and then probably a hardback but eventually uh, I mean immediately it will be an ebook and a paperback mm -hmm. well that's great good for you well, well thank you I'm really really proud of what you've done with your life and you hung around so don't go anywhere I, lots to do right lots to do <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to stop until I have to stop. Yeah, I tell you, you know, you say, okay, I can't do this anymore. Dr. Danbrook, exactly. thank you so much for being on the show. We will put all of your information on our, our show page when we do the video and the audio because you have um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You got a Substack thing. That's pretty cool. You can do drdannenberg.substack and you, you, you write articles and things like that. And, Right. I, I, I put blogs on my website once a week and mm -hmm. share them with everybody. It, there's a quite a bit of information on my website. DrDannenberg.com. Well, thanks for being here. Take care of yourself. Let us know if we can help, sir, and we'll keep in touch. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. God, nice to talk with you. What a nice man, huh? Well, he's got it going on, doesn't he? He's not going anywhere, baby. Old cancer thing. Okay, kids, we will see you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. I'm looking, I'm going to get that book. I have to write myself a note to pay attention. You, like your life depends on it. Depends or something. So I will see you. What the, What's going on? Today is Tuesday? Wednesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll talk with Fred Dashevsky. He's on the first Monday, or first Wednesday, rather, of every month. The real world of money we've been boy if you've been following the money thing man there's some crazy stuff going on and so give fred a call i always like to give him a little plug when i think about him 800-878-2646 and if you'd like to get some gold and silver coins he's your man and if you can see what inflation is doing and what we believe it's going to do more of there's no reason to think it's going to stop then gold and silver we think is your your molecular hydrogen thing for your body, <laughs> for your financial world. So check it out, 800-878-2646. So I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for your support. I love you all very much, and uh, we appreciate 
you purchasing the products we promote and that's how we make our house payment which we're very excited to do every month see you soon bye see you tomorrow broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in texas this is one radionetwork.com